A Louisiana priest walks into a bar. Oh, oh, well, more on that later. Let's go. This is Super Familiar with the Wilsons. I'm Josh. I'm Amanda. And now it's time for your weekly deep dive into the minds, into the life of the Wilsons. Are you ready for that deep dive, Amanda? I'm not sure how deep of a dive it is, but I'm ready. <laughs> Come on now. It's a deep dive. <laughs> it's so deep. Oh, wait. I got to light yes, the incense. My children, I am lighting up the incense so that we can have a good, calm atmosphere here for an interesting subject a little bit later we'll talk about the origins of easter you think you know but maybe you don't know but first amanda it's time are you ready to go back into the news i'm so excited all right here we are with our regular feature although we've not done it the past couple weeks a passing glance at the news All right, Amanda, here we go. So I, of course, believe that everything you need to know about a news story, you can just read in the headline, and it gives you all the information that you need. So you ready for these seven headlines? I have been missing this for weeks. I am ready. All right, here we go. First, Dateline, uh, Louisiana. Priest to dominatrix charged with <laughs> vandalism after altar threesome. Uh, mm, I actually read that story. Yes, and Church's response was, and this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Dateline Taiwan. Taiwanese official begs people to stop changing their name to Salmon for free sushi. <laughs> okay, I have questions. It was a, some sort of promotion that they were running, and I guess they made the mistake of saying... If your name if, is Salmon, you get free sushi. But those those smart people, they're like, okay, we're just going to change our name. Can you imagine in 20 years there's a bunch of people with the last name Hamburger? Um, la- last name or first name? Because I feel like these people just, their first name was Salmon. Hamburger Smith is actually an amazing name. So next, Dateline, Ohio. Man calls police after raccoon ransacks kitchen, hides in dishwasher. <laughs> He's in there, officer. Go get him. <laughs> Could you imagine opening the dishwasher and there being a raccoon in there? (laughs) Washington, D.C. U.S. Court of Appeals discourages lawyers from filing using Garamond font. (laughs) That took me a second. Oh, good. Apparently, they've determined that Garamond is too hard to read. I say that lawsuits and filings are too hard to read. Dateline... Kansas, a man with his hands cuffed behind his back, steals Kansas Highway Patrol Trooper's car and leads officers on a 30-minute high-speed chase. Did he drive with his knees? I guess. I don't know. I'm not sure that they have Did footage. he drive backwards? <laughs> Why? You like, mean... he was backwards, not the car was backwards. If he could do that for 30 minutes, then set that man free and <laughs> give him a job with NASA. Here we go. Next one. Dateline somewhere in the MMA. MMA fight stopped as fans are asked to look for fighter's severed finger. Oh, God. Oh, no. Can you imagine? I mean, we've all been there. Oh, stop. Everyone, don't move. I've lost a contact. Everyone, don't move. I've (laughs) lost a phalange. (laughs) I really honestly in my head thought it was going to be like an earring or something. And that was funny enough to me that we had to stop to look for the earring. But, oh, God. I don't know that I'd look. I would I would just look <laughs> like in my drink and then immediately around me. 
At last, Washington man arrested for allegedly stealing 400-pound slide, mounting it to his child's bunk bed. I saw that. I did not read it, but I mean, that is some commitment to home decoration. <laughs> I guess so. I'm assuming it wasn't on the second floor. And then the poor kid is like, but daddy got me the slide. And the police were like, sorry, kid. Your dad's a thief. We need the slide back. And that is <laughs> a passing glance at the news. music lets us know that it's game time. Amanda, we haven't done game time in quite a while. Game time! So I've got a little quiz here for you, and it is a Easter quiz. Now, we just had the season of Easter, but we're going to delve into maybe the origin of Easter that people aren't aware of. What, what do you think about that? What are your thoughts on Easter instantly? My answer is Jesus for every question. Now, it's, Easter is a season of regeneration and rebirth and that I like and I just it felt mandatory in a way that did not feel celebratory to me so it's I have I have conflicting feelings about Easter well good let's take those conflicting feelings right into this quiz okay firstly are you ready first question I'm ready where does the word Easter come from and I'm going to give you choices four choices does it come from and, and forgive me for the pronunciations here, but I'm just going to do it phonetically as I, as I read it. Did they come from Astarte, one of the titles of a Chaldean goddess, the Queen of Heaven? Does it come from Ostre, a Teutonic goddess of the rising light of day and spring? Does it come from Ishtar, a Babylonian goddess of fertility? Or does it come from Greg, the demigod of lukewarm beverages? <laughs> As much as I wish it were Greg, I happen to know that it's Ishtar because we talked about this yesterday at Easter dinner. <laughs> well, it was kind of a trick question because it could be one of the first three. Uh, okay, there you go. It could be uh, Astarte, one of the titles of the Chaldean goddesses, Ostre, a, a Germanic or Teutonic goddess of the rising light, or Ishtar, a Babylonian goddess of fertility. And what we take from this is that many cultures had this this idea of spring, this idea of birth or rebirth, that they bring to this celebration. Yes. One of the most famous myths about the story of Ishtar is the story of her descent into the underworld. So she descends into the underworld in an attempt to conquer the domain of her older sister, but instead is deemed guilty of hubris, as you would okay, be, right. and struck dead. Three days later... Oh, Interesting. It says Ninshubur, but I'm not quite certain who that is. I think that's another deity. Pleads with all the gods to bring um, Ishtar back, but they all re refuse except for the chief god who sends two beans to rescue Ishtar. So Ishtar dies, is buried for three days, and comes back from the dead. A story which predates all of the stories in the New Testament by quite a long time. That's really interesting and and i know it meant to be poignant but what i heard you say was that he sent what i understand you to say was that he sent three beings two beings two beings i heard beans 
Two so beans. now in my store, my head, it's like Veggie Tales. It's like the Ishtar Veggie Tale version, and the two beans have gone to rescue Ishtar. Okay, next question. In ancient Egypt and Persia, friends exchanged what at the spring equinox at the beginning of their new year? Um, chocolate bunnies, but the hollowed out ones. Now, I don't think that's right. Okay. Close, oh, though. Give me guesses. Decorated eggs. Oh, okay. Well, there. These eggs were a symbol of fertility for them because the coming forth of a live creature from an egg was so surprising to the people of ancient times. I'm calling BS on that. Like, surprising <laughs> how? Like, every time it would happen, be like, whoa. <laughs> what happened? Never, whoa. What, this is a new one. What is it yeah. this time? Christians of the Near East adopted this tradition, and the Easter egg became a religious symbol representing new life or rebirth. Next, the rabbit is closely associated with which ancient deity? Is it Hermes, Ostre, Venus, or Abraham Lincoln? Okay, well, Greg. My answer is Greg. Um, Venus. It is Ostre, the aforementioned um, Teutonic goddess of rising light of day and spring, or the Germanic goddess had a a, a familiar, if you will, an animal, right, a sure. bunny. Yes. This, she was like the Disney princess, but that was her animal sidekick. Yes, exactly. So the most widely practiced customs on Easter Sunday or Easter season relate to the symbol of the rabbit or the Easter bunny and the egg. So the hare was a, a symbol, a symbol, what symbolic, I was starting to say, a symbolic animal associated with Ostre, representing the beginning of springtime. Okay. In Germanic mythology... Um, there's this other uh, deity called Ostara that might be actually another name for Ostre. They, all these folks, they, they had multiple names. It was crazy. But in Germanic mythology, Ostara healed a wounded what that they found in the woods? I mean, Easter bunny. Is it bunny, bird, worm, or jellyfish? No, I mean, those damn jellyfish that keep coming back to this podcast. No, it was it was bunny. Okay, if He a, was hippity-hopping through the... The, the something The patch. Germanic countryside. The Bavarian Alps. No, here, here, it's on the bunny trail. Right, yes. Um, the answer is bird. Well, that's not very Easter-y. Well, it is, though. Listen. The egg has come to represent spring fertility and renewal. In Germanic mythology, Ostara healed a wounded bird she found in the woods by changing it into a hare. Still partially a bird, the hare showed gratitude to the goddess by laying eggs as gifts. No, this is weird. This is now, this is now, what was, what were those things that we had in the 80s? Because I had Bumble Lion. What were those things? They were the stuffed animals. There was also a cartoon. They were half, like, mine was Bumble Lion. It was half bumblebee, half lion. What were those things called? Um, Drug-induced dreams? No, that was Teddy Ruxpin. No, no, no. There were the, the animals, and then they, they they matched. Then they became things. So, whatever. This Your Easter thing is taking a turn for the 80s. <laughs> That's right. Where did the tradition for an egg-toting Easter bunny come from? Germanic god of somebody. It did uh, come from Germany. They had this idea. There was a, a reference found in a German text dating to 1572 A.D., uh, and it was a poem. And I'm going to read the poem, and I'm going to uh, give you blanks, and you have to fill in the blanks. There's two blanks, okay? Okay. Do not worry if the Easter bunny escapes you. Should we miss his blanks, we will cook the blank. Should we miss his eggs, we'll cook the bunny. <laughs> okay, well, no, we're close. Because he's escaped us, so we can't actually. Should we cook. miss his eggs, we will cook the nest. 
Ew, that's also bad. Okay. No. Ew, no, you said here's, cook the bunny. Here's my friend Bumble Lion. Bumble Lion, okay, so He's it's- He's a wuzzle. A wuzzle, I remember Do you remember wuzzles. the wuzzles? Yeah, so it's, uh, it, if I'm looking at it, it's a lion doll with a B uh, torso and- and antenna. Antenna. Now, but here, I, I need to tell you this is very important, though. I, I Googled Bumble Lion toy, and the first thing that popped up, like the very, very first thing from Etsy, was this absent father. Uh, what? It is an absent father action figure, father not included. That is the first thing that came up when I Googled Bumble Lion. Okay, that's weird. All right, other Easter... I can make it about Easter. Other Easter-related... He's no longer here. He is absent. But only for three days? No, he's absent after the three days. You're not very good at Easter. <laughs> is more candy sold on Easter, Christmas, Valentine's Day, or Halloween? Okay, see, I have feelings. I feel like Valentine's Day is the the kind of like go-to answer for this, but that's just chocolate. I feel like it's probably Halloween because people are, but not everybody celebrates Halloween and not everybody celebrates Easter. So I'm going with Halloween. Halloween is correct. There you go. The first Easter eggs were dyed what color? Uh, the color of my soul. I don't know. Uh, purple. <laughs> Pink. Red. Oh, that's not very Eastery either, but it is bloody. In the 13th century, the church prohibited eating what during Holy Week? Oh, uh, meat. You got to eat the fish. Eggs. What is wrong with these people? While the Easter Bunny brings children eggs in the U.S., what sort of critter delivers the goods in Germany? La Bufana, the Christmas witch. No, that's Christmas. This and is that's Easter. also Italy. In Germany, um, Bumbleheim? Uh, close. A fox. In Switzerland, what animal delivers Easter eggs to kids? Um, a reindeer. The cuckoo. Does it come out of his clock? Yeah, it does. It does. Cuckoo. There's the egg. Cuckoo. Now, we've moved on to general trivia because we're done with the origin story of Easter. The The bottom line is that it's a pagan holiday, pagan celebrations that, that were appropriated by the church. But when was the first White House Easter egg roll? Uh, By the way, Easter egg roll is a funny phrase to me because it's I'm, an egg roll. Yes, <laughs> um, 1954, 1878. Wow, why do they roll the eggs? I I just think that they roll. It's on a hill or something, and they just kind of roll. And then the kids so go get them. That, I think it's that they put the eggs down and then they roll. And then the children go after them if they want them, or they can just leave them. Okay, so at your church growing up, did you do... Now, I mean, we went to the same church here, so I know the traditions behind, you know, the Easter egg hunt. And you, Here, it was a big deal. We went to a big church, and they would separate it out by age group. So, like, the, the zero to two-year-olds, they just threw the eggs on the grass, and the kids went and picked up the eggs. And then as they were older, it got harder. Did your church do this growing up in yes. Miami? Yes, they did. Was it just a regular Easter egg hunt? Yeah. Okay. My but I, I had two tiny children at that point, so... It wasn't a hunt as much as it was clean up these Easter eggs that we've dumped on the lawn. That's right. You, you children go get it the eggs. It was an Easter egg cleanup. The church that I went to growing now growing up, they didn't do this. But then when my child was little, um, they dropped candy from a helicopter above the church instead of doing an Easter egg hunt. That feels very dangerous. The helicopter hovered above the lawn and threw the candy out, and then the children went and got it. Reminds me of that WKRP in Cincinnati episode where they did the same thing except for with... 
Thanksgiving turkeys? I should have asked you that question. <laughs> Most Americans bite off what part of a chocolate bunny first? They go straight for the ears. Okay, well, I always bite the ass off first. So <laughs> that's just that's. What continent is Easter Island a part of? What what country? Not what continent? Oh, I thought you said what continent. No, well, I, I may have, I but don't actually what country? Chile. Oh, okay. I was in the wrong part of the world. I thought it was near Europe. Maybe I'm just thinking about Stonehenge again. I think about Stonehenge often. Okay, here's a question <laughs> I've never heard of. <laughs> you made yourself laugh there. I did make myself laugh. What bread-based snack is associated with Easter? What bread-based yeah, snack? Yeah, Um, I've never heard of this. All I can think of bread-based snacks would be Passover, not Easter. Uh. And those aren't snacks, by the way. Those are <laughs> just bread. <laughs> it's religious symbolism, but whatever. Go ahead. I, I I don't know. Pretzel. Why? Well, that's the next question. Why are pretzels considered an Easter food? They're not. Because their design is said to look like praying arms and hands. Mm-hmm. You know the emoji that everybody uses to look like praying hands? Like yeah. this in the emoji? It's not really praying hands. It's supposed to be high five. It's supposed to be a right? high five, yes. Brilliant. Another thing that the Christians that's appropriated. That's appropriated. How long does it currently take to produce one marshmallow peep? I know this six minutes. How do you how how do you know that? It's right, right? It is right because it used to be done by hand, and it used to take something like over twenty four hours or two days. And then the guy who owns it or founded the company automated it, and now it takes six minutes per peep. That's great. That actually doesn't answer the question. How you know that? I know this because of Good Mythical Morning and our friends Rhett and Link when there they did go. the worst. Easter candy taste test. They told me that fact. Last, you probably didn't hear that fact because the four-year-old was probably yelling at yeah, you. I, yeah, I didn't hear that. Last question. What state held the largest Easter egg hunt ever in the United States? Florida, because it was probably from the helicopter in Lakeland. Um, I don't... Uh, hmm, hmm, Alaska. Lots of places to hide the eggs in snow. It is Florida. Is it Florida? It is Florida. You know, we did something right. No, I don't know that that's right. Have you seen all the things we're doing wrong this week? Like with toxic. When Stephen King starts tweeting about your state and how we should all be worried about it, it's time to move. <laughs> but we can throw a hell of an Easter party. <laughs> This is a new segment that we like to call, what are we going to call it? (laughs) Give us advice. Tell us what to do. Boss us around. (laughs) We're lost. We're confused. We don't know what the hell is going on. That's the title, that whole thing. That whole thing. This is our new segment called Give Us Advice. It's almost like a podcast within a podcast where we will throw out a question on social media. We'll throw out a question on a, a show and then... We'll uh, sit back and wait for all of the answers to come in, and then we will take those answers, we will apply them to ourselves or not, and we will share them with you um, so that you can benefit from the fact that we're just asking for free advice. We're crowdsourcing advice. So what is our first question? Well, we have... And this is, this is something we're going to deal with next week, right? right. So we're going to so ask he- the question now. And then next week, we'll read the answers. So here's the question. We're going to ask you to think about it. We are going to ask you to come to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and or send us an email and let us know your best advice 
we have a birthday coming up um, in the next week or so. And Josh would like to know when I say we, Josh has a birthday. Mine's, mine's a month from now if you want to think about your advice for that. I, I thought you meant it was the birthday for this podcast because we started this on April 14th, 2020. Look so at that. Two birthdays. It's almost a year old. Is that not what you're talking about? That is not. I'm talking about your birthday, which is three days after the podcast birthday. Our question is, what is your best birthday advice? So it can be for the podcast, it can be for Josh, it can be for Greg, the god of lukewarm beverages, but what is your best birthday advice? And so again, if someone wants to give me birthday advice, how do they go about doing that? They are going to, probably my favorite way to connect is on Twitter, at Wilson's underscore do. You can also hit us up at the Wilson podcast on Instagram. And Josh, what's our Facebook handle? Well, you can just search for Super Familiar with the Wilsons on Facebook, but it is at Wilson's Podcast. Wilson's Podcast. And then we also have a Gmail address. It is superfamiliarwilsons at gmail.com. Well, that one's pretty easy. So hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and or send us an email and let us know your best birthday advice for Josh. All righty. Do you have a wreck? I don't have a wreck. I have a not wreck. Okay, sure. I think we should turn this into Josh wrecks things and Amanda unwrecks things. Oh, that's funny if we do it with a WR. Um, I used a new f- uh, face mask tonight. Well, I say new, like I've had it for a while. And it's the Yes to Tomatoes detoxifying sheet mask. Don't do it. It said, it said if it tingles good, it's working. If it tingles too much, take it off. I took it off, and I look like I have been in the sun for a very long time. It's, uh, did you say something about tomatoes? Yes to tomato. The brand is Yes to, and so it's Yes to cucumbers, Yes to uh, coconut, Yes to tomatoes. Tomatoes are supposed to be detoxifying. So it's it's natural ingredients so for, in food-based. So let me based. get this right. <laughs> you took something that was based on a tomato, you put it on your face, and your face turned red. Am I understanding correctly? You are. Okay, it sounds like it did exactly what was on the tin. Okay, so that's my that's my not wreck. Josh, do you have a wreck? I do. I started listening to a new podcast this week. And actually, I was as I was telling you earlier, I, maybe I'd like to do at some point a podcast roundup because I listen to a lot of podcasts as I'm driving to work. But I've got a new podcast that I've kind of gotten into. It's called Fanti, F-A-N-T-I, Fanti. Now, Fanti is exactly what it sounds like. They take a topic, a subject, and they they fan it out for half their episode, and then they they give the the anti for half the episode. So they present something that that folks are really into that they might even really be into, and um, they take a, a deep dive into it. And they especially look at the intersection between sexuality and race. Um, and it's really, really super interesting. And the one that I listened to initially, the topic caught my attention and that was, they were talking about the the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Of course, the Grammys have long been criticized for not uh, recognizing people of color or, or, or basically anyone but, uh, white people. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about that and it was really super interesting. I really enjoyed it. And then I skipped around a little bit and now I'm listening to the Michael Jackson R. Kelly episode. Oh, wow. 
So yeah, and they also have a Bill Cosby episode that I, I want to listen to. Some heavy stuff. Yeah, but really good, really interesting, and actually very funny. Good. Very funny. So I, I recommend Fanti. It's on the Maximum Fun Podcast Network, which is also the network that the McElroys uh, happen to live on, which I love their stuff, and I recommend them too. Mabim Bam, My Brother, My Brother, and Me, or The Adventure Zone, or any of the other about a billion podcasts that they do. Well, that will do it for today. We are part of a podcast network called Imagineville. So go to imagineville.com on the interwebs and check out us and our friends. That is spelled I-M-A-G-N-V-I-L-L-E.com. The music that you've been listening to throughout this podcast are Wilson Originals. The opening music was by me. The middle music there was by both Daniel Wilson, my oldest son, and Andrew Wilson, my next oldest son the only son that i have who's not contributed is the four-year-old and i'm quite certain that he will do something really soon in the in the electronic music kind of (laughs) vibe well he's very good at giving ab ab vice he gives me ab vice a lot so now that we're going into an ab vice segment maybe he can give us some ab vice all right well until we talk at you again be kind to each other and yourselves and we'll see you soon I'm just thinking about Stonehenge again. I think about Stonehenge often. Okay, here's a question that I've never heard of. <laughs> you made yourself laugh there. I did make myself laugh. <laughs>